This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What is up, New Yorkers? Today, we're joined by Anastasia Soros, a fellow member of the Greek community, girl boss, entrepreneur, fashion blogger, influencer, CEO, and founder of Savo Social, a boutique digital marketing company. If you're looking for fashion inspo, advice, marketing tips and tricks, She's definitely an account that you want to follow. We get into what it's like to move around the country on your own, turning your side hustle into a full-time business, leaving corporate America, brand deals, keeping your private life private on Instagram, how to navigate keeping your heritage alive, and so much more. We hope you all enjoyed this week's guest. Please rate, subscribe, and share with all of your New Yorker friends. Yeah, so let's hop into it. So Anastasia, tell us a little about yourself. How old are you? Where you live? What you do? I am 28. I'll be 29 in June. Um, I live in Cleveland, Ohio, stunning city of the Midwest. And I own a digital marketing agency. I also a personal blog, like a personal brand as well. Keeps me very busy. (laughs) Um, When did you start your blog account? And when did you start Savo Social? So I started my personal blog in 2016. Started kind of like blogging. I was just, I put like effort in, I guess. I wanted an aesthetic and a pretty page and I really wanted to focus on fashion and not just post on Instagram, just like what my friends were posting, like drinking and going out. And while that was still very much my life at the time, I think it was like weird for them to see that I was like not doing that on Instagram. They're like, oh, this is, this is interesting. Right. (laughs) So, and I was always inspired. There was like a few bloggers who really started around that time. And I'm like, oh, I want to do this. Like I want to document outfits and give advice to people on like what to wear and where to shop. And I was a fashion major. So it just all very much made sense to me. So yeah, I started in 2016 and I never really thought that that was going to be anything more than just a a cute, fun thing I did on the side. Uh, For years, it really was just that. Like it was just an outlet and it was great and it was growing, but still like never really thinking anything of it. And then I feel like simultaneously when I launched Savo Social, this just kind of became a part of what I do now as my full-time job. Like it it just kind of like took off at the same time. I started Savo Social in 2019. So in June will be three years, which is the craziest thing for me to say out loud. Congrats. Thank you. So what were you doing when you started your blog kind of as a side hustle slash hobby? What were you doing simultaneously for work? I was in marketing. So a little bit before that, I think what kind of like set me up to start this was I took a job in New York City. I moved a week after I graduated. I just like hopped and left. And I was working for PR and marketing for um, Victoria's Secret corporate in New York City. And that was like my dream job. I'm like done. Yeah. Do anything else. Like what? It was just, and that was like peak Victoria's Secret time too. Was oh, definitely. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't what it is right now, although they're rebuilding, which is very cool to see. Yeah. yeah. It was like, 
Victoria's Secret was it. It was the only spot I feel like girls went to for oh yeah anything like yeah. I still wear the same. I buy the same exact bra that I bought when I was fourteen. I just like yeah. I just keep rebuying the same one from Victoria's Secret. That's it. (laughs) Right. So they have me for life because I'm not changing at this point. Pink was really big too. (laughs) Yeah. So how did you come up with the name and the branding for Savo Social? I feel like I always had a strong, I'm very visual. Like I, I feel like I know what I want a brand to look like and it was all me. So I could make it really whatever I wanted, which was super exciting. So it's really just a combination of my personal style. And then more importantly, I think the voice and like what we share on our Instagram page is what's like the most important to me. It's really just advice and tips and like bits of knowledge that people, you don't even have to be a client of ours, but you can go and take some like really valuable information and apply it. And then like, if you're looking for a marketing agency, great, we're available. But if not, I want to be a resource and not so much just book me, like book me as a client, Um, come do marketing. Like that's not really ever the goal. So that was priority number one. And then showing this more like it's like feminine but also minimal and modern and not so like bright and colorful and I just feel like that was like everywhere in marketing which I get because I'm marketing 101 like real people in bright colors like it should be that but this just felt more true to me I figured if I'm gonna find the client that I want to work with their styles are going to align with mine and their visions and their voice so it was nice to kind of set the tone and be like this is my vibe this is what I do I can do more outside of this but like if this fits you then we're gonna be a great man do you have a team of people that work for you and what's it like managing other people and figuring out how to delegate work yes so So this year I expanded and I've got three really amazing interns and I went from me to four. That was awesome. It was awesome to be able to have work to give to somebody. That was just like a huge accomplishment for me. I worked so hard alone for so long to get this going. And I always wanted to like share this with someone. And I took an intern specifically because I've had so many internships. Some were great and I'll remember them forever. And I speak to them to this day, like my mentors and people I worked with. And then I had others that were interns awful experiences. So I kind of wanted to start that way. And, and also I remember how hard it was to find an internship and get a lot of like all these girls are getting school credit or it's like applied towards something. So it's, it's tough to find good internships out there that are like fun. And I have fun clients that I want to share this with. So it's been working really well. It's, I could not ask for better people to be on my team. They're just truly so amazing. How do you find it is balancing and like splitting the time between Savo Social and also your, your blog account? I feel like there's days where I find like harmony and I'm like, okay, like everything is moving. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Like we're caught up here. We're caught up here. We're working here. Um, then there's days that I'm just like, I feel like an ultimate failure in one area and the other one is like succeeding. And then like, it's just, it's every day is a new day. Like, and that's just yeah. being completely honest. Like it's not, you're never, I, I feel like I've accepted that I'm never going to be posting in both the days that one is killing it. Great. I'm going to just put my energy there and like get that going. So that can just post a day so I can go to the next day and do this one. They do kind of go hand in hand. and. I I like to 
share my Savo social stuff on my personal brand. So there's, I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm a fashion blogger and it's a secret what I do for work. For some reason that was a thing for a while. Like people just like, didn't want to talk about like what they did for work. It's easier for me to just be like, this is just me. This is what I do for work. This is what I do for fun. Like, I think once I accepted that and I was, it, it just became a part of like what I share every day. And it just makes my life so much easier. <laughs> right. And it's great because people get to know me and they're like, oh, this yeah, is what she right. does. This is her work. These are like, her clients. And it just, it's like another layer of making my personal brand more personal. Right. How do you decide how much of your personal life you want to share? And do you have regret posting something or do you ever feel guilty if people are like DMing you? Oh, what's going on with this part of your life? And they expect it from you. Obviously you're like, I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) So it's tough. And I feel like now that I've done this for a few years, I have learned at that I feel like I have a little bit of balance in because I've, I've learned I used to share everything and all day long and you know if I was in a relationship and and what that looked like I've just kind of like found a balance um I really felt that I'm in like a relatively new relationship like a year and some change I was so anti posting it on Instagram I'm like I don't want I just like, didn't want that to be a thing. Like, it's just tough because people then know and they're like, oh, so like, what's going on? Like, and and then there's like, you just open the door to a million questions. You're not internally ready to like address all of them yet. I always say, I'm like, I'll never share a relationship on my (laughs) personal. It's like on my Instagram, that's like close friends and family, just because like, it's something you want to keep to yourself, especially at the beginning. And so it's not only have to share it with friends and family, but now you're also sharing it with the world. I feel like people forget that it's, it's work for you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've kind of kept my guard up with this, like this time around. And it's, it's funny because once you set the tone and like you set the conversation Mm -hmm. of, okay, this is what I'm talking about. This is what, like, I'm obviously not talking about. And I don't have to come out and say like, I will not be addressing this. I just, (laughs) <laughs> don't talk about it. Like, yeah, there's just yeah. things I don't talk about. You kind of have to like train people of like what to expect. And if they expect more and want more from you and like want all this and they're not getting it, then like, that's okay. You just like, then you, you can take me for what it is like. And it's, it's just a tough balance um, that I feel like is always being worked on. And I feel like over time I open up more and I share more and it becomes more natural, but literally anybody, when you have a major life change or like something's going on, you kind of keep that close at first. And so I've, I've learned. <laughs> yeah. How have you seen a shift, I guess, in your personal life since, I mean, you said you started your blog like almost six, seven years ago now, but how have you seen a shift in your personal life and making sure you're also taking time to unplug and live your life without posting it and whatever? So I feel like going along with sharing everything when I was first doing that, I also was really anxious and I was going through, I mean, I was like 22, 23, kind of like not really knowing like what my job, like I had a job, but I just didn't, I was like, I know I'm not doing this job forever. So there was a lot of like questions of like, I don't know what my future looks like. And I was living in Charleston. I was like, I know I'm going to leave. So there was just like so much going on. And I was sharing, I was on social all the time. There was no on and off. You saw me from morning to night. And I just feel like looking back on it, 
so much of that played into my anxiety at the time and not knowing all these questions. And once I put some boundaries on myself, like, okay, I don't need to share every waking minute Mm -hmm. of my life. I can do things. They don't have to be on Instagram. And I feel like my life now has that balance. Like my friends, my friends are like, do you want to post this on Instagram? I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. I should do that. Like, (laughs) I I really do unplug (laughs) when I'm with the people I love. I really am like in the moment. And it's like, I turn that part off because I've done this now for five, six years. I've learned that that's what I need to do. And so I do it and it works. And now I don't feel like, oh my God, like I'm, I didn't post any, like, I don't, I have those thoughts anymore. It's really just, this is, I I consider it my work. I clock out from work. I have to out from this. And if I want to do stuff later or at weird times or off hours, like fine, but that's because like I want to, and I'm choosing to, and I no longer feel like I have to be, you have to see my face all the time. Like we're all good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like you've really mastered just like taking time for yourself and also being present in the moment with people that you care about and doing things that you love to share together, et cetera. Totally. And that's like the most important thing to me is I never want my boyfriend or my friends or my family to think this is all I am as Instagram. I, and that's really important for me, for myself, honestly, mostly to be like, I have this Instagram and it's really great. And I have get so much joy and in work and benefit from it. But Instagram can go away tomorrow and I will still feel fulfilled, like filled. I'll still yeah. have so much that I can like carry on with. And, and I think that was like a huge thing for me to feel like, I'm not putting all of my efforts and stuff into one thing. And like time goes by and you're like, what was I even doing? Like I was just posting on Instagram and I wanted to make sure that that was not like what I was setting myself up for. So I'm very present when I'm around my people for sure. Yeah. Going back to Sabo Social, like your other kind of career outlet, how did you get started with that? Like, did it happen organically because of what you were doing prior? Like you were doing marketing prior. How did you realize, okay, I think I know enough people in the industry to start my own thing? What was that kind of leap of faith like? It was both. It was both of those things. I was working in Charleston um, for Forbes and I was doing a digital marketing role. So I was running social, running ads. I really learned so much doing that. And at the same time, I was growing my personal page. So it was really great because like I was learning what was working for myself, like in my personal page. And that was growing quickly. And I was able to apply it to my job and be like, okay, so Mm -hmm. like, this is what's going on here. And I just felt like it was like, there was some harmony there, but I, so I was there for two years and I was like really miserable. I just like, I hated my job. (laughs) The people were great. I really loved my like coworkers. It just was not the right fit. And I was like, I could feel like my chest closing in every day I had to go to work. I'm like, I just like, can't, this is not it. There's nothing worse. No, exactly. And And waking up in the morning and hating the place that you're going to. Every day. And you're spending your whole day there and your whole week there. Like I, I knew six months before that I wanted to do it. I came up with a business plan, how I was going to get clients, what I was going to charge people. Like I just, I had it all ready to go, Right. but I was so scared. I'm like, well, what about health insurance? What about this? And like, what if no one hires me? And it was just like, you know, every negative thought is going through my head. I'm like, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to stay. It's fine. Like, yeah. And so I talked myself out of starting for like literally six months, which, which in retrospect is really not that long. Like, I feel like I could talk myself off, talk myself out way longer. I Um, expected you to say a lot longer than six months. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But then it, it was kind of like, I got a push because 
that I started my game plan in January. And then in June, my company had, they were bought out by someone in like in, in the Chicago area. So essentially my whole department was like wiped out. And we kind of saw like, as soon as we found out that we were bought out, it was like, okay, this is it. Like, right. Yeah. See it happen all too often. And 30 something people got laid off from our department, which was like essentially everybody. Right. So I was home for the weekend back in Cleveland. I got a call like, Hey, this is it. We were bought out. Like we let everybody go. And like all of my friends were, it was crazy. It was, it was really crazy, but I didn't feel anxious. And I, you would imagine like, that's a a crazy thing to have within a week. I had it up and running and I had, I reached out to a few clients and some people I knew, and I have literally been running since then. (laughs) And it's been, it was like a push. It was like, right. Right. I literally feel like God was like, go like, this is what you need. Cause you're not going to obviously do it on your own. There was not one moment before that moment that I was like, this is it. Yeah. Like there was always something that held me back. And I'm such a, I always listen to my gut feelings. I truly believe you don't get them for no reason. Like there is something in you that's like, you have to listen to your intuition that happening. And I could have just, I applied to a few jobs. I'm like, you know, like, you know, let me just make sure. And Mm -hmm. I went to two interviews and I was like, no, I'm just going to do this. Like, this isn't, this isn't it. It it was really that moment that was like, okay, you're ready. Go. That's really cool. Yeah. I feel like it's like almost the universe aligns. Everything just starts working. So what would you say the coolest experience, whether through your blog or Savo Social you've had where you're like, oh, wow. I'm crushing it. What has been the coolest, whether it's a brand collab or someone reach out to you? I've had a few really cool brand collabs with some names that I did not like that were full circle for me. Like I've since working at Victoria's Secret, I've collaborated with Victoria's Secret. I'm like, well, like never thought that would happen. Right. And there's another one. My, I had an internship in Los Angeles before I moved to New York and I worked for BC. Do you guys know BCBG? Of course. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, it's kind of like a dead brand. And I don't know. It was iconic. They're, we they're, loved the bandage shirts. Like our middle school dances, the yeah. bandage skirts were it. Yeah, everybody had <laughs> a bandage skirt. Honestly, up until I'd say like sophomore year of high school. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, they were everything. So Herbie Legere owned BCBG and it was like so expensive. It was like, you know, like $1,000 for a dress. And me being like in high school and like a freshman in college, I was like, oh my God, this is like the dream. Like, so I got an internship at BCBG headquarters. And I was like, Oh my God, this is like my <laughs> whole life is, is set. And then, yeah. so like, it, that was the best internship I ever had. I still talk to my mentor to this day. And then this past winter, I worked with Irvi Legere and that was like, so full circle, like, holy shit moment. Like, yeah. So cool. That's really cool. You're from Cleveland, mm-hmm. did an internship in LA, graduated college, went to New York, then to Charleston, and now you're back. I did. So I did an internship in New York, straight from New York. I moved to LA, did an internship in LA, finished my senior year, and then I did New York, and then I did Charleston, and now now I'm here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Do you feel like you're a homebody or are you like bouncing around? Like now are you happy or settled? So I'm very happy I'm here. I've been here for going on three years in September. We'll be three years back in Cleveland, I think but I think I'm going to move. Really? I don't, yeah. Yeah. That's Honestly, cool. I think I would have moved already. My boyfriend's in his residency here in Cleveland this, and we met here. I feel like <laughs> I'm really here because like he's here. Right. <laughs> so ironic. I'm like out of 
like you're keeping me in Cleveland. Like I'm not keeping you here, which is like, right. really, who knows? Who knows? I'm really enjoying it. My family's here and I'm super close with them. I have a big old Greek family and we get together. <laughs> I had everyone over for dinner in my apartment on Friday night. Like I come from four. So there's my siblings came over. Yeah. Yeah. Came over. It was like hilarious. She's never seen an apartment like high up and she's like oh right. my god she's Aww. like I'm with you I love it I'm like okay, yeah, yeah, come on in <laughs> I know I always say I wish I could move away for a year or whatever I went to Boston for school and even that my papa was like why are you why are you like do you hate oh, us yeah. and I was like I'm going three hours away by car let's relax and then when I went to study abroad he was like oh no you you actually hate us <laughs> Wait, what's going on so I, I like always feel guilty leaving but I would love to like, see a new city and yeah. somewhere else but it is hard when you have a close family I agree and even when I was away like it's easy to talk about now and be like it was so great I loved it like so many experiences but, but like truly I was always homesick. Like I do, yeah. I, I can leave, but I always miss what I have here. Um, and yeah, it's not easy. It's really not. Yeah. I recently had an opportunity for a job to like pick up and move to LA. And I was very, very much so considering it. But ultimately I passed because I knew I would have spent every single day homesick. I just, without her, without my mom, like, I just don't think, I don't know. I, like, I think in hindsight, similar to what you're saying, I think it would have been such a cool experience. But at the end of the day, would I have actually enjoyed my everyday life? Definitely not for the first six months. Like that I could confidently say. I was the same way. And like... I was always thinking about like, I would get like a pit in my stomach and be like, oh, I miss my sister. Like, oh, yeah, I wish I could just go like we I do little things like go meet my mom at the grocery store and we'll go do our groceries and like go our separate ways. It's just right. like little things that I don't take for granted having them back here. Like it really is. It's it's so nice being around family. Yeah, it is. So going off of you're obviously Greek. How do you feel like I always say I feel like it really shaped me in so many ways how do you feel like coming from a big close family and coming from a strong culture and heritage how do you feel like that has shaped you and I guess also decisions you've made professionally like I feel like you don't see a lot of Greeks in the creative space which is ironic because like when you go to Greece it's such an artistic beautiful city um so how did you kind of how did that shape you so I have to say, I've, I've realized this the last like year that the women I have in my life are so independent and strong. I didn't realize that. Like, I think I just never thought anything of it. Like, Oh, um, this is just like my grandma and this is my mom. And so I think that my parents are first generation. So I like, they were born here, met here, but like their parents spoke no English. My mom was the youngest. So all of her siblings were born in Greece and she just happened to be born in America. Otherwise, like she would have been born there too. Um, Same with my dad. He ended up moving back to Greece when he was young and then came back to the States. So like, they're still very much in that world of being from Greece. And I think they did a really good job of seeing the um, like restrictions they had coming from these really close knit. They weren't allowed to do a whole lot, especially my mom. Like like she was not allowed to do 
anything. <laughs> and I feel like they were so cool in the sense of do what you want to do, whatever you, whatever you want to do for work and your job, you can do it. But A, don't let me down. Like that was like, you got to work hard. You have to get good grades. You have to do this. I couldn't, it wasn't just like freeloading. Like they were very strict on doing that. But I, I feel like I'm, I see it now how there's not a ton of Greek presence in this creative world. It's really true. And I just feel like I never was told no. So I just did it. And yeah. it was just in me. And I feel like my mom's side is really artistic. My uncle's super cool and creative and like a painter and this and that. And I just feel like maybe I took some type of snippet of creativity, not artistically, but like maybe just, I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's in me somewhere. It's right. genetically, like a visual somehow. Yeah. yeah. Somehow in a different way to me, right. I can draw for my life, but <laughs> I don't know. It was just kind of there. And the other thing was I grew up going to Greece. So I know how beautiful it is. I know yeah. like what it brings out of you. And I wanted to show that off because I never saw, I never saw that like on social media and this, oh, this is a girl who's in America. She's really like not Americanized, but modern. I'm, I, I don't know how to describe it because you feel like preserved, like you still preserve your culture and your her- Greek heritage, but you're American and like you're yeah. not living like an old school Greek person in the state. You're managing to do both kind of thing. Yes. And that was my goal. I never want, I always wanted to put like my Greek thing out in the forefront because it's so important to me. It's such an amazing culture and I'm incredibly proud of it. And I feel like as Greeks, we are like born to be proud to be great. Yeah. I don't know. It's like in our blood. We just can't handle, can't handle it. We love being Yeah. Great. I obviously wanted to show that, but also in a way that was true to me. I feel the same way as you. I always say my parents didn't do it the stereotypical Greek way. I feel like it either goes one or the other. Like your parents want to preserve it so hard where they, they don't want you to go away to college. They don't, they want you to, you know, work at the family diner and the family business. And th- that's not the point of like why our ancestors came to America. That's why Ian Bapu always say, they're like, we didn't come here for you guys to live like we were living back in the village. We came here for you guys to be American and explore the opportunities and whatnot. But it is hard finding a balance. It is. I even struggle with it now because I think I've accepted that my kids are going to be less than what I am. And that's just like the nature of it. You can't help that. Like generations and generations are going to come and like, they're going to be a little less Greek, a little less from the homeland. I think it's hard for me because I know how valuable it is. And I know how like proud my grandparents are and how proud my parents are. But like, it's just as long, I think as long as you keep the values and like, just like let live, like you just have to live. Like, I don't know. It can't be so like, I know so many people, so many cousins and friends who are like, so by the book of like how they were raised and like you you almost like have a distaste for it. Cause you're like, this is just like too much. I want to be able to like make my own decision. And I'm so, I, my, my parents have always been like, marry who you want to marry as long as they're a good person. And like, that was huge. Cause like you have to marry Greek, God forbid. Yeah. Still very important to me to keep that because I, I just love the culture and the traditions. It's really beautiful. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's just finding a balance and doing totally. it all. I mean, I feel the same, like my parents growing up, were like, marry Greek, marry Greek, marry Greek. Then once they saw, like, once my sister and I specifically, like, started dating, I mean, my brother too, but of course, like, a boy can get away with whoever he wants. But my sister and I, once we started dating, then they were like, okay, you know what? At the end of the day, we want you guys to be happy. Marry who you want to marry. 
as long as they respect you, your culture, your family, like in, yeah, in an ideal world, like you find the perfect Greek guy, but not realistic. There's not that many. Exactly. (laughs) What are some of your, obviously you have to find a balance between working and I'm sure your plate is very full. You basically work like two full-time jobs. How do you find time to unplug and what are some ways or tips you have that you make sure you prioritize on a daily basis? I've dedicated like I go to Pilates. It's also extremely convenient because it's in my building. So I just take the oh, elevator. Wow. <laughs> that is really convenient. So that's a blessing that I will not always have, but I'm <laughs> taking full advantage of it at the moment. I put it in my, everything is in my Google calendar. Like I have to set out time to do this or I'll be like, Oh, I should get this done. I'll just like do, I'll work out at home later. I'll do this later. And I have fallen into that for years. I was like, okay, I'll just do this. So like, and sometimes I would do it, but like 85% of the time I wouldn't I'd be like, I'm right. too tired, too burnt out. I'm not working out. So by literally scheduling time to go to the sauna, to go to Pilates, like I have 50 minutes of my day to go do a reformer Pilates. It's just how I manage my time. Um, so maybe it's doing a 10 AM class so I can do like two and a half hours of work beforehand and feel like I'm at a good space where I can actually let go of some things and know, like, it's like a lunch break. Like I really try to structure myself in a way that as much as I hated corporate, there were some things that made sense. Yeah. Uh, So I really do make sure that I am. And Pilates is also like an investment. So it's one of those things that I want to be present. I want to be at my best and I feel my best when I do it. So carving out time and making that a part of my schedule works for me. That's a good tip. I feel like I struggle with that. I'm very much so the girl that's like, I'll just do it later. That is the one thing with a corporate lifestyle. Like it's a built-in structure schedule. You have to be there from certain times or you have to be logged on at certain times. I've become a very big, big Google calendar girl as well. Everything is on my Google calendar. If it's not on there, I forget. I don't do it. I, I live by it. I check it constantly. Same to a fault because there are times where I'll forget to put something on my Google calendar and I'm like, oh, and that's it. Not even on my radar. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> it's not in the Google calendar. No clue. Gotta get into yeah. that. I'm like, I also do like a to do list every day in my notes. Like there's yeah. like a little bubble thing. So I could just click it every time something's like checked off and done. It's so satisfying. It's so great. But I'll make sure that like Pilates and the sauna and like different things I'm doing, like a facial, they're a part of my to-do list. Right. And, like that way I can check it off. Be like, okay, that's done. Moving on. Let's do this. Like if it, like, it just keeps me in the same mindset of like moving. If it's not on my radar and I'm like, oh, I should do this. Or I sh- like, maybe I should just do it. Like then I'm like thrown off. And I feel like I was never this regimented of a person. And now all of a sudden I'm like, type a, I don't know who I've become, but I have to be, or I fall apart. Like, I don't know. (laughs) It's different when you're responsible for your own. Yeah. Like you're, you are fully accountable for you. Yeah. Like like no one's going to fire you. Like you're your own boss. You're in charge of your own kind of. Yeah. The highs are high and the lows are low. When something comes back to me and it's also working with different personalities too. And like meeting their expectations and like how they operate. And you're like, Okay. So it's like, it's really, you have to be very like mendable because some people are like easygoing and like, you don't hear from for like a month. They're like, great job. Great. Awesome. And then some people are like seven 30 in the morning text 
let's like, do, right. like it, it ebbs and flows. You learn to like leave things on the table. Cause I was really bad at that. When I first started, it was like, I would go to bed doing things, responding. We're like running through my head. I still do that, but like, I'm trying to be better at it because otherwise like you will drive yourself crazy. I feel like that's a generational thing. Mm-hmm. And like, it's hard. Time management is probably one of the hardest skills, like before all else, finding time to take care of yourself and to do work. The pandemic has made everyone realize like mental health and physical health is just as important as your professional life and your career. So making sure you prioritize everything and balance everything is key. I completely agree. When did you realize like, wow, I have enough followers or I have made it on Instagram. Like my presence is large enough now where I can really pursue this full time. I don't know. I don't think I've still had that thought. Like, I think I'm still like, I don't know. Like I don't really myself in that way, which like I should, I guess. Yeah. Good. But I guess I didn't realize, um, that this actually was like a part of my job and I have to actually put like as much effort in until, um, I started to like get work consistently. And then I realized like, Oh, things are kind of like evening out. Like I should do, like, I should make sure that this is like good and not just like kind of like throwing things out. And like, I was, I've become a little bit more structured there when I realized that this is actually contributing to my salary and my lifestyle and this and that, like, now I have to like, take it seriously. And I still don't, I still don't ever want it to be just that. Um, I don't think I would ever like stop Sabo social and just do that because I don't like when everything's like about me. And I can just imagine like, if my job was literally just me all the time, like my, I thought like, it's just like so much. And I just can't, like, I like having the balance of doing the things I like to do and like putting them on my personal page, but also having clients who have goals and are growing brands and like, we're doing things with them. So it's, it's a, I don't know if I think of it like, as this is like a, my full-time thing, even though I should, I should. Right. No, I I like that. And I I mean, it's like a testament to you. Like you like knowing that you're helping other people and being able to actually see that happen, which you get through Sabo Social. Like you almost kind of get both. Yeah. And I, a lot of people will find Sabo Social from my page. So it's like, now I can't stop because this is now like a lead generator for my business, which is like great. And like, I think I, I just kind of, they sync really well together. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's nice to like take that hat off and then do my marketing hat and like take that hat off and do my creative stuff. And I never thought that I would end up in like the, this is what I would be doing. I yeah. imagined I would work like for a fashion brand and like try and do something in that world and work corporate. And I was good with that, but I feel very blessed that this is like the route that I went down. That's awesome. So now we'll go into some rapid fire questions. So we'll just shoot a question at you. And the first thing that comes to your head first, this one might be kind of easy. Favorite place in Greece. Oh, Samos. That's where my dad's from. It's a little island by Turkey. I've actually been, my family's from Kios and Samos is very close. Very close. Favorite place that you've lived. LA. Favorite place to travel to or vacation. Well, my boyfriend's from LA. So we go back very often. And I think that's my favorite place to go to, but like vacation, it has to be great. Do you have a go-to high-end designer? Yeah. St. Laurent. I have such a like obsession. I just love the shoes. I love everything. Yeah. They're, they're like a classic and mm-hmm. go to affordable designer. 
I love Anina Bing. She is pricey, but she's not like thousand dollar for yeah. shoes pricey. She just has really cool effortless style. And like she's on Nordstrom and Bloomingdale's and Revolve. And so you can find some things on sale, but she's just like iconic to me. I just, I love her style. Do you have like a role model or like someone that you look up to in the space? So my role model was my mentor in LA and she is just this like force. Like she's, she doesn't do exactly what I do. And in a sense, I think I like that because I don't, there's no like copying. I feel like it's easy to like copy when you aspire to be like someone and do the exact same thing. She was in marketing, but she was really just this. I remember working under her and anytime she walked into the room, everyone like lit up. They were so excited to see her and work with her. And she worked really hard and she was super dependable. She kind of took me under her wing and we literally to this day text, like she's, we talk all the time. Anytime I go to LA, I make sure I see her. And I just remember thinking like, I want to be like that. Like I want to work so hard and be good at my job, but also be light and like not this stoic person because that's not who I am either. And she was just so inspiring to me and still is. She's just like an amazing person. That's a good one. Okay, your go-to cocktail. Ooh, an extra dirty mark. I've been loving it. We were saying that the other day. I was drinking them the other night and I was like, they're so good. They either can hit or they can be deadly. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. They are like, no you need to pace yourself with them. It's basically drinking a shot just with a little bit of olive juice in it. Yeah. Don't make your night fun. That's for sure. Definitely. Yes. Do yeah. you have any favorite influencer accounts that you're following? Yeah, I have these right now. I'm kind of loving these girls. I think they're friends. I haven't quite like done my digging, but I think they're friends. One is Claire Rose. She's in France. She's from France. She's mm-hmm. like, the cutest person ever. She's like this little blonde girl, like petite. I'm like, I just like, I can never be you, but I'm obsessed with you. Right. She just has this like really effortless, very cool style. The other girl I love is from Barcelona. I think, I think I really love like a European influencer. I just like, yeah, I I, I envy their space. Like they can just like walk outside and be beautiful. Right. Um, Her name is Emita. Oh, I've seen her before. Yes. She's like, so beautiful. I can't get over it. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) And her style is so effortless and cool. And I'm like obsessed. So I love them. Yeah. No Europeans like do everything right. Everything (laughs) Everything right. right. Like it's, it's like so easy for you too. Like, you know, how hard it is for me to shoot content in Cleveland. Right. (laughs) A trip you're most excited for, for 2022. My, we haven't really, I haven't really like talked about it, but my boyfriend is coming to Greece with me and we're going to do a little like Europe situation. That's awesome. Is it his first time in Greece? He's been before on um like a school study abroad type of thing right um, but just to like Mykonos and I'm like no you don't go to I mean go to Mykonos I get it but like don't go to Mykonos yeah yeah that was like when she came with me to Chios so. and we did like Mykonos Athens a bunch of places and Baros and she was like my favorite part of the trip was going to Chios because like it's just I different. love going to Chios with yeah. yeah like it's such a different vibe like going with someone who's yes it's you just get to like actually immerse yourself yeah and you can you can tell the difference Totally. I also just like, I mean, I love your family. So. Yeah. But like, yeah. So, like even somewhere like Samos, that's not touristy. Like Hios isn't super touristy, probably more touristy than Samos even. So it's like going to those islands. It's so different. Everything, the food, the vibe, it's so much better. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. I can't wait. When, when we go, we have like, I've got a ton of cousins here and we're all from the same village basically. Right. And we're all like the same age. So he's like, we've, you know, we party together here. Like we get together, we'll go out, we'll do whatever. So when we go there, it's just like a continuation. Like we're all right. just, it's so much fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Did you have a favorite neighborhood when you were living in New York? Favorite neighborhood of New York City? I love, obviously, Soho. I mean, come on. Um, Meatpacking was fun. I like, when I lived in New York, I was like 20, 21. So I feel like that was my... That was my vibe. (laughs) I don't know if that would be my favorite today. And what were your favorite, any favorite restaurants in New York or like a going out spot? I love Via Carota, this Italian spot. Oh, good. Um, So good. I love, we went to Mamo last time I was there in June. We went to Mamo and it was like, I don't know if I just had a really good time or if it was as good as it's both. It's cool. It's, it's like both. a vibe. Yeah. It's got like a cool vibe to it. Right. And the pizza's oh great. <laughs> so yeah. we stayed there until like we, they kicked us out. I was just like yeah. having the time of my life. I'm like, no, I, it is. It is a vibe. Yeah. Those are the two that come to mind. Favorite yeah. restaurant in LA. Okay. It's not fancy, but I love John and Vinny's. It's like, so I was <laughs> like, you're consistent. Yeah. Consistent. I like my Italian. pasta. Yeah. <laughs> Your favorite and least favorite fashion trends. Okay. I can with this like 2000s trend that's going on. And it's like a specific 2000s trend that I saw Bella Hadid wearing transition glasses. And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't what? seen that. We were saying that about like the plastic pastel jewelry. Like, <laughs> don't get me started. Like, what is that? That is not a look. And like some of these, I'm like, this was heinous when it was happening. It kills me. It's awful. Yeah. Um, But I do love the Pam Anderson resurgence of the boots and like the big, like messy bun. I'm like, I can do that. Yeah, that that I'm Mm -hmm. into. Any fads. I mean, I guess you could say like getting on the 2000s trend. Um, Any (laughs) fads that you've purposely avoided? Uh, Definitely that. I have really steered clear of like the oversized everything. Yeah. Um, like the really long t-shirt and the really baggy jeans. I'm so little that I literally look four years old. Like right. I, it's, it's a cool look. And I did something similar for this. Like my friend did a collab for the caps and it was like a photo shoot. And I had like baggy jeans on a baggy shirt. And compared to everybody else, I was like, I look <laughs> I'm just too short. It doesn't work for me. And yeah. I have to just steer clear of it. And I've accepted it. It's okay. Yeah. I feel like the mod, like models, like anyone it's over like where, like we're both like five, three, five, four. And I feel like is understanding that not everything is going to work for you. Yup. <laughs> okay. It's okay. Cause there's plenty of things that will work for you and you just, or just wear whatever you want. I mean, whatever. Right. Exactly. Just do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us all where we can follow you and where we can follow Savo social. So Instagram is my name at Anastasia Suris. Savo socials. Instagram is at Savo social. Um, and then you can find me at my website, AnastasiaSuris.com. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's up to you. No.